Seattle. Oh my god, I want crop tops so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we should go to. We should definitely do Seattle. Cool. Like it's just all the guys there, just hairy and fun and hot and just like. I guess that that could change fun. though after this weekend. Maybe. Oh, I know, right? Ooh. Oh my gosh, y'all, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> there's so much to talk about. There's so much. <laughs> y'all, okay, let's. <laughs> let's just get started. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to. Anyways, how's your sex life? Welcome. 2020, every year. 2020, bitch. Um, it's been a while. I'm your host, Channa. I'm Corey. And what's up, y'all? What's up? So, it's been a minute. <laughs> it, we haven't <laughs> so it's rec- been a bit. We haven't recorded in almost two months now, which feels weird to say it's been that long. Yeah, we haven't released an episode for in a, month. a month and four days. But We're we haven't sorry. recorded in We're not sorry. Shit almost happens. two months. So, let's just... Let's just jump Let's right quick, into yeah. like what the fuck happened. So what happened? So we recorded like a bunch of episodes right in December and we were like talking about how much we're recording in December. Yeah. Um, to get ready for like Christmas and then we're going to Hawaii right after Christmas. And then um, so Corey released like two episodes, but then his computer decided to like die, die on us. It, it just won't start. It's doing an error and I have to figure out ways to fix it. And there's one last way, but whatever. But not only did we lose all the other episodes that we recorded t- to release, but we also lost every episode we've ever recorded. We've ever recorded. Ever. Luckily it's saved on Podbean. But, but still, not still. like the fun stuff. Yeah. Not like if it comes to that, scene. I can go recover my hard drive. Yeah. So that happened. And then, if that wasn't, like, enough for us that we lost Corey's computer, um, the day, the day we got back from Hawaii, we realized the absolute, like, shit show that happened to our company while we were gone. Oh, yeah. Pretty much one employee decided not to show up for work for an entire week and costed our company well over $10,000. Him, he was, like, the only employee that was showing up for, like, four days straight because everyone was gone. because everyone was out of town. And he just decided not to show up and not tell anybody. So, for the past three weeks Corey and i have been working almost non-stop to get the our job kind of back in place and yeah like start back at like again. yeah nor- back to normal like there was literally one week where we both put in over probably 60 almost 70 yeah hours. i put in a 60 hour week and then a like 45 hour week yeah like it was nuts y'all so that happened Corey's computer died it like january fucking wrecked yeah, us it happened it like <laughs> It like no lubed, <laughs> fucked us so hard, but now we're back. <laughs> Not even spit, yo. It, it didn't like, even. It spit. wasn't even being kinky. Yeah, it just fucking like wrecked us. It was just us. ramming. It was like, oh, you want to have sex? We're like, okay. We're like, okay. And it, it just wrecked us. It was so intense, but it's over. We made it. We made it through January. Yeah. So speaking of ramming. Yeah, speaking of ramming. <laughs> speaking of bad sex. Oh. <laughs> so my my faggot fact today. Ooh yay. Uh, mine is oh do we have a more announcements? Nope. Okay cool. My my faggot fact today uh, is because this was supposed to be the January one that we lost. Yeah. <laughs> I was still doing like first times because uh, the last episode episode fifty six it was like first times going to a gay bar. This was first times having gay sex. Memories. So I will. So this I'll, I'll still keep with this theme because it's still the beginning of the year. You still have fucking eleven months to do shit with your life. Um, so if you're thinking about having gay sex. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> you probably should. You probably are <laughs> because going gay to. sex will be. It's fun. <laughs> but these people had gay sex, and these are either fun or not fun, but funny. Let's um, do it. Gay sex experiences for the first time. Yes. So, um, I'm just gonna read these. Okay. Uh, I think there's like six of them, seven of them. Uh, it says, 
The first one is, after pulling down his pants, I immediately knew that I was in grave danger. Oh, my God. <laughs> his penis was not the six and a half inches that was promised. <laughs> it was an eight and a half <gasps> inch log splitter. The <gasps> penetration nearly blinded me from pain. Afterwards, he high-fived me like a true gentleman, told me that he liked my teeth, and drove off into the sunset. Okay, bye, Tyler. <laughs> bye. <laughs> yes, Tyler. Um, next, me and a gay guy that I've been see- uh, that I've been seeing grabbed some condoms, put on a porno, and followed what the actors were doing. Ooh, but the porno funny. we were watching used to s- use spit for lube. Lol. <laughs> thematic. Um, so we did it, too. The pain was nothing like I had ever felt before. As he pulled out, his penis had changed color to a poop brown. As it went all over the bed, the smell hit us, and he was sick all over me. I assume that's like throwing him throwing up, up on him. Oh. Um, I guess spit works, but probably not the first few times you're bottoming. Yeah. <laughs> you need fucking lube. Shit, Like, man. now I'm like, just spit on it. <laughs> I'm like, spit on it, bitch. It'll go in. <laughs> You slut. (laughs) But usually, I guess if you haven't bottomed in a while, you should probably do lube. (laughs) Lube is more comfy. Yeah. (laughs) Jenna's like, yay. Lube, 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 lube. Oh, like my, we haven't done the podcast. Like my cheeks already hurt from smiling. I know. It's. I haven't talked to any human being except Jordan in five days. Oh my gosh, I've like talked to Chris, and I. Oh, I've talked to. We'll get to the person later. Oh. As well, we'll get to the person. Yes, we will, Daddy. Um, that'll be later in life Woo. or whatever it's called. What do we do? Anyways, how's your sex lifetime? Um, okay, <laughs> next next one. It was my first year at uni, and my boyfriend and I decided to give anal a go. Uh, don't ever do anal if you're gonna approach it in that manner. <laughs> I felt like a it felt like a knife jabbing into my ass. I went to the bathroom to clean up and felt what I thought was lube dripping between my legs. When I looked down, I saw it was actually huge splats of blood. Oh! I fainted, and the next thing I remember was my boyfriend waking me up in a cold shower. Oh! Attending to the cut across my temple and a bag of frozen peas on my ass. Oh, that's so cute. That's I hope cute. they're married. That's love. <laughs> that's love. <laughs> um, next, we had, nowhere, we had nowhere to do it, so we ended up fucking in the dirt in a cine, cinema car park. Okay, this might be, is this like British? Okay. Um, needless to say, the knees of my jeans got covered in dirt. My mother's face when she picked me up from the train station afterwards was a picture. <laughs> oh my God. That's so fun. Um, second to last one. My roommate set me up with one of her friends. He came over and we had dinner and a lot of wine. After dinner, we made out and moved things to the bedroom. About 10 minutes later, we both realized how drunk we were and we fell asleep in each other's arms. It was a valiant effort. Oh, that's cute. That's sweet. Wholesome. Uh, wholesome. Last one. I was so nervous during my first time that while we were doing the deed, I threw up all over <laughs> his bed. <laughs> we broke up a week later. Uh, well, yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> oh, that's so sad. He was so nervous. He threw up. That's so sad. That's so cute. <laughs> Could you imagine? I think if somebody was so nervous they threw up all over my bed, I would be like, okay, I guess we're getting married. That's yeah. cute. <laughs> like this has to be um, a getting married story. Yeah, that's cute. Okay, so those are my gay first sex, you know, first time gay sexes. I love it. Yeah. So for my spooky scoop today, I thought it'd be really fun for us to take a little quiz because sometimes I yes. like doing interactive. Oh yeah, did scoops. you send the link? I did through Facebook. Okay. It's on thequiz.com/slash/wood-dash-you-dash-survive-dash-a-dash-horror-dash-game. Okay, I'm pulling it. Oh, up. movie, not game. <laughs> 
we took tequila shots. Um, should we post this like on Instagram somehow? You can't really post links on Instagram. Oh right. But I'll post it on our website on my as because uh, on our website we have faggot facts and spooky scoops listed. <gasps> so okay, so we need to do that before we release it then. Oh, so, we need to update that. Fuck y'all, <laughs> this is work. <laughs> So, yeah. Would you survive a horror movie? So, we are going to do this interactive quiz. We're going to post it on our website so you can take it with us. Um, we're just going to go like question by question. I will read question one. And we're going to try to go through it a little bit fast because there's a bunch of questions. Yeah. So, like, no side stories. We're just going to say the question, say the answer. Yeah. And then we're going to go for it. Okay, you ready, Corey? Yes. Okay. So question one, this weekend you're house sitting for a family member. They live in the middle of nowhere and it's the first time you've been at their house overnight, but you're not worried about it. Fuck. You packed up everything you needed for the entire weekend, plus a few extra things, dildos. Yes. What's one essential Ooh. item that went into your weekend bag along with your clothes? The options are, uh, what clothes? Fuck that. The next one, a flashlight in case the power goes out or I have to go outside. The next one, an extra pair of shoes just in case I need to run. Or the last one, a small uh, pepper spray and brass knuckles. It's in the middle of nowhere, so I'm bringing pepper spray and brass knuckles. I would also bring pepper spray. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. I've seen strangers. Uh, or flashlight. Flashlight's really good. Um, okay, number question two. Uh, before you leave, you decide you should probably get some gas. There are only two gas stations between your house and your destination that are open. One is creepy but has really good prices, while the other one is really safe but pretty expensive. I don't look at gas prices anyways. Uh, <laughs> do you pay the extra price for feeling safe, or do you go to the uh, frugal route and just risk it? That's so bougie of a response. Yeah, right? I don't look at gas prices. <laughs> well, I have a Tesla, so I don't look at gas prices. So this question is Damn, relevant. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Okay, so first of four questions or answers. One is, I don't need to get gas. My tank is full enough. Probably. Well. Uh, the cheap but creepy one and i'll go inside to pay instead of using my card at the pump uh, uh third is the cheap and creepy one but i would pay at the pump and not go inside the fourth one is i don't want to risk it i'm going to the safe one mine's that's the safe me one. yeah like if i don't i again i one don't really look at the difference between gas prices that Except much for the, yeah i look at the creepiness yeah i look at the creepiness and i won't especially when i go to uh idaho i like it will not go to creepy ones. Like I go to the fucking Maverick totally, or the Oasis or like the Chevron. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I actually do not, I actually get a little stressed out while driving if the gas gets pretty low. So I would not do the first one. Oh, okay, me too. Cool. Hell yeah. Next one. While you're driving, your phone suddenly started going off because oh, of an emergency alert. Oh, I hate when that happens. So like those jarring. Amber alerts. I get so scared. Yeah, so fucking jarring. Apparently, a violent offender from a local prison escaped, and they want everyone in the area to stay inside and lock their doors. But you didn't hear the alert or see your phone light Fuck. up. What was distracting you from it? First, first answer, because I just heard the same alert on the radio station, so I silenced my phone when I heard it. Next one, I don't use my phone while I'm driving, so it was turned off in the backseat with my things. Lo Lo lie. Not me. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> Next one, what do you mean? Didn't hear it. I did, and I looked at it. The last one, the music was up too loud, and uh, I was dancing while I drove, so I didn't even see the screen light up. Yeah, mine's the music was <laughs> that too loud. I was like scream lyric. I was like scream yeah. singing to Lizzo. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Next one is it's dark while you're driving, so it's hard to tell, but you might have passed a few things on the side of the road. They were probably just animals or bushes or something, but it's hard to tell with just the light of the headlights, and no one else is 
out driving after that alert. Ew. How many of the dark figures did you Ew. notice? Ew. What drew? the fuck? None. How many? Maybe Turn a- my car around. <laughs> Maybe a couple, but I didn't slow down to look closer at them, so I can't be sure. A few, but I slowed down and got a better look at them and saw that they were just animals. There were things on the side of the road. I didn't even notice them. I was busy messing with the volume. Or a few, I stopped on the side of the road to look at them, but you, couldn't find anything. If Fuck you answer that, that, end of quiz, you died. <laughs> Mine's the first. So if Maybe I see dark figures on the side of the road, um, I'm probably going to answer with two because the uh, some, or the winter of 2017, I actually was driving home from when I worked at Maple Lake. Mm. And it's like out in the boonies. Yeah, yeah. And when I was driving back, it was like super snowy and it's just out in the boonies. And I was like, wouldn't that be crazy if while it's like super snowy and the roads are slick, that like a deer jumped in front of me. And then within five minutes, a whole, I don't know, murder, flock, (laughs) uh, whatever you call a group of deer, herd (laughs) of deer, (laughs) jump in the middle of the road in front of my car. Remember I told you this? Oh, yeah, you did. And I slammed on my brakes and skidded and the last little deer like a movie stopped and then turned and looked at my headlights and then as I slid and stopped right in front of it it just sniffed my headlight and then after right <laughs> when I finally stopped it like clopped off <laughs> the road that's so fucking <laughs> it was crazy. like a fucking movie okay sorry that was a long answer I love it mine's the first one maybe first a couple one. but I didn't slow down okay. fuck that fuck that Shana's like we're going through this fast and then my mind's like no <laughs> side stories so it's not easy to tell what all these dark, dark figures are so late at night. Yes. But, the, but that one was obviously a person standing on the side of oh, the road. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's pretty terrifying. Especially since you're the only person on the road driving this late at night. What are you going to do about them standing there? First one, drive faster. I don't want to be able to follow. I don't want them to be able to follow me or anything. Next one, keep driving at the same speed. I don't want the person to know I saw them or draw any attention to myself. I like that one. Next one is pull over a little ways up the road so I can get my phone and try to call the police. Mistake. And last one, smile and wave at them, but take note of what they look like just in case they need to tell someone later. I'd be too scared to do that last one. So mine's the second one. Keep driving at the same speed. Mine's driving faster because I know my anxious (laughs) ass. I'd be like, what the fuck? Fuck this stupid family member that I'm watching this house for. This is a nice house. I know. It's bougie. Um, Okay. So the next one is after a long drive, you made it to the house. Nicely done. Yay. Now when you get there, there's something off there's something a little bit off the lights are all turned on but there are no cards outside and it doesn't look like anyone is at home you didn't expect them to be there but you also didn't expect the lights to be on how do you react uh first one a little concerned but they probably just left the lights on for me so i didn't get lost i'll head inside immediately second one pretty worried before i go inside i should probably go around and look outside fuck that yeah to make sure they're not nearby or injured you dead yeah uh, third, I'll stay in my car and try to call them if I can manage to get my cell phone service out here. That's actually a really good one. Uh, four, I'll just walk through the back door instead of the front to make sure they're not in the backyard, but I'm not too worried. I like three thoughts. The third one was staying in your car to try and call them. I think that's the most like responsible, yeah. but also the most risky in a horror movie film. Cause, it is. Like, or one of the other risky ones is just as like walking around out back. But I would do the first one because I'd be like, okay. I would do the first one. I want to say I would do the third one, but I would do the first one. Yeah, the third one's very responsible, though. Because you're like, like, holy fuck. My anxious ass, I'd be like, I'm getting inside. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh -uh. I just am. 
You made it into the house. Great job. Now it's time to go into the living room and unwind on their incredibly comfy couch. Yeah. You should probably not go to sleep yet since it's still sort of early and you're just a little bit on edge from all the lights being left on for you. So what do you do to unwind from the long drive? First one, I'll do some yoga. I want to stay <laughs> strong and flexible after the long drive. I need to stretch. Unrealistic. Yep. Next one, I'll relax on the couch and turn the TV on, maybe onto a comedy or, or a rom-com. The next nope. one, I'm going to finish the true crime podcast. What's up? Um, the victim just got to their destination. Yes. I need to know what happens next. Or the last one, I'm going to lay on the couch with the horror thriller movie on to keep me alert. Yes. Hopefully it's not too loud so I can still hear what's going on in the house. That's me. Corey's going to choose that one. one. I'm going to choose the rom-com option. <laughs> Happy thoughts. I do. Since the past summer, I have just steadily, like, I just get home and watch a horror movie. That's so fun. Like, all by myself, just like. Cool. <laughs> I do avoid if it's like demonic or supernatural. I don't watch those alone because they scare me a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. But if it's anything else, I'll watch it. Okay. Uh, next one. However, you choose to relax in the living room. It was interrupted. It went pretty well for a little while, but unfortunately, the TV randomly cut to static after a while. It doesn't look like there's a storm or anything outside, so this seems a little bizarre. What are you going to do about it? First one is I only had it on for light and background noise anyway, so I'll just turn it off. Second one, I'm going to head outside to the satellite dish to see if I can figure out how to ha! fix it. Psh, fuck that. Uh, three, I definitely didn't turn it on, so I unplug it and keep my phone handy. Uh, th- fourth, oh, well, I'll just turn it off and find something else to do. I don't know. Probably just the oh, well one because I would just be like, okay. Yeah, I guess I'd be like, okay, and, Except... but I'd be totally freaking out. Like yeah. My heart rate would go up at least 20 beats. Totally. <laughs> Okay, the, the TV jump scare took a lot out of you. It might be nothing, but you'll never solve it on an empty stomach. The house is full of so many options, and you have all to yourself. You can choose to eat inside or outside or not even sit down to enjoy your meal outside if you want to. Outside at night? What the fuck? I know. This this Alone? Fucking... In the woods? <laughs> sit down. I'm going to carry my food around with me and walk and eat around the house. The next one, there's a nice table on the back porch, no. so I'll light a candle and get some fresh air while I eat. Okay, uh, fuck you, you psychopath. We choose that. Next one, in the kitchen with the windows closed. I want knives nearby to protect me if I need them. Or the last one, near the front door so that I can see if anyone is coming up in and the I can kitchen. Mine is sit down. I'm going to walk around the house and eat my food. Mine's the kitchen. Except for fuck that kitchen. There's like so many goddamn windows. I know. Jesus. There's like 800 windows. Okay, <laughs> next one. After you're done taking care of the dishes, you remember something. You forgot to call and tell anyone that you made it to the house. Made it to the house. Sorry. They'll totally understand if you call a little late, but you realize that you probably should now instead of waiting. Unfortunately, your phone has no service. How do you react? Oh, well, I'll just leave it on the table in case I get service later. No point in messing with it right now. Next one is I might need it in case of an emergency, so I'll try to walk around and find service in the house for a minute. Three, I'll climb onto the roof and see if holding it up higher gets me a little bit of reception. Four, I'll try going out into the yard to see if I have service there, but it's no big deal if I don't. Mine's the second one. You know what we should have done? We should have had one of us answer truthfully and the other one choose like the most obviously wrong More like shitty, stupid ones. Yeah. Um, Um, Mine's the, I might need it in a case of emergency, so I'll walk around the house to find service. I've literally done that, so that's what I'll do. Yeah, I would do the exact, we're we're doing the exact same answers. It's so cute. Yeah. Even though the house is empty, you're not alone out there. Someone oh, just walked past the window. What the fuck? That's pretty terrifying. But yeah. unfortunately, you just missed the mysterious figure walking out around out there. You better be more attentive next time. What were you doing instead? What were you doing instead that distracted you from seeing it? 
first answer. Oh, I saw it. I'm just not going to go. I'm not going to acknowledge <laughs> it or go investigate. I silently took note on the direction it went. Next one. I went busy or I was busy checking the locks and all the doors to be looking out the window. The next one. I saw it. Unfortunately, it walked by too fast. So I can't tell. So I can't tell what way it went. Otherwise, I'd go investigate. Or the last one. I was too busy myself making another snack to even oh be looking God. anywhere near the window. Mine's, oh, I, mine's the first one. Um, mine like prob- seriously. Mine is probably the snack one because I would be just trying to distract <laughs> the, myself. The few times that I've babysitted, like I I've been I was pretty alert like yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Well, I'm like have psychotic anxiety, and, yeah. so I would be very alert. But I also know myself where I think I would be trying just like make myself food, listen to music, oh, like, like feel good. Oh yeah, feel that a makes bit sense. More normal. That makes sense. Um, your night isn't getting any less creepy. Between the shadowy figure, the TV going out, and all the lights being on, you don't know how things could get worse. Except that they do when you hear a loud thud <gasps> by the front door. Like someone Ew. knocking or bumping into it. Ew. How do you handle the sound? Freak the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, look out the windows, but not go anywhere near the door. Uh, second one, peek through the mail slot, but be ready to <gasps> run away. Ew. Yuck. Ugh. Three, ask if anyone is there. Fuck that, but stay fuck. inside where it's safe. I would never. It's obviously Y'all, a killer. do not talk to the ether <laughs> when there's a random ass sound. Hello? Even though we do that all the time on this podcast. Every, I'm like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna happen in like 10 minutes uh, yeah uh fourth one i'll go out the back door and head out and ask the neighbors if it was one of them what the oh fuck that's not even a- okay i guess i'd look out the window i would i guess i would look out the like, window these yeah. are the only options yeah those are shitty options as if all these noises weren't enough the creepy vibes you're getting from this house just keeps getting worse even though your cell phone doesn't have service the landline phone is still working just fine one of the cordless handsets Starts ringing loudly from the kitchen. Ew. What do you do? It's not my house. I'm not going to answer it. I don't need anyone to know who's home. I'll check the caller ID and see if it's someone I recognize. Then I'll answer it. Otherwise, I'm unplugging it. Ooh, unplugging it's a bad call. Answer it immediately. It might be someone who can help, who can hit. Sorry, let me re-say that. Answer it immediately. It might be someone who can help me handle all those weird stuff that's going on. Or the last one. I'll answer it just long enough to tell them who I am that I need some help, but I don't have time to talk. Oh, I'm actually doing the second one. I'd I, check the color oh, ID plug it. and unplug it. I will fucking not answer it. I'm going to ignore the shit out of that phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not You know what? It. Oh, man. Because the unplugging. If the unplugging wasn't there, I would choose that, that one. That's true. But at the same time, I was. So the first one, I was like, fuck. Like, of course. Like, if like if it rings, I'm like, scream. I'm not answering it. Yeah. Like, and I saw somebody. Oh, I already saw some. Yeah. I'm not answering it. I saw somebody outside. I forget. I'm not just changing it to your answer. Somebody, I saw somebody walk by outside. You, yeah. I'm not answering that phone. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Also, I'd be shitting my pants right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I would not answer that phone. Um, while you were looking around the house, you found something. A note that tells you about how to fix the TV. Apparently, it often cuts out like that, and owners of the house have, have had to fix it. Unfortunately, it involves going into the basement oh to God. make sure some of the wires are plugged in. Bye. Basements can be creepy, but you'll at least have the TV back. Is it worth the risk? No. No. Sure, the basement is creepy, <laughs> but the TV will be fixed, and it's more important to know about every part of the house. Sure, I'm taking the pepper spray I bought with me just in case. Obviously, I missed the TV. I'll take a flashlight and just run down the stairs so I don't even need to waste time turning the light on. No thanks. That basement is way too creepy for me. I'll stay on the main two floors of the house. That's me. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's no, that's not literally my fucking me. answer. I'm already so spooked out. <laughs> Fuck that. Unfortunately, 
going to sleep wasn't the end of the terrible night. Um, you weren't in your bed for too long before you're woken by pleasant surprise. Your ringtone. Oh, God. Your phone apparently got service back. Unfortunately, the calls from the owner of the house telling you to get oh out God. immediately. The escaped inmate was spotted in the neighborhood. How do you react? Terrified, but I listen carefully and follow the directions and get up so I can get out of there. Next, it sounds like a prank to me. I better get up and look around to make sure they're not messing with me. Third, yikes. I don't want to risk going out of the doors. I'm going to try to head out one of the windows. The last one, I had a feeling this was going to happen. Luckily, I was barely asleep anyway, so I'm ready to go. Unfortunately, I'm a little tired, but I'll power through. Mine is definitely I had a feeling that some shit was about to go down. Yeah, which is sad because we're tired, but I wouldn't be able to sleep after I saw somebody move outside. Yeah, and after the phone rings and shit like that. No, no. Fuck that. No, no. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. You need to get out of the house immediately. That noise in the shadow were probably the creep trying to see if you were at home. So they may already know you're there, but you wonder if you should take a weapon with you before you would out wonder. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Do you stop to take one? A gun that I found in the closet. I don't know if it has ammo, but I don't want to go out unarmed. Nothing. I'm not going to try and fight back. I have a feeling it will just slow me down, so I skip the weapon. Nope. Three, the biggest knife I can find. I know my parents taught me not to run with the scissors or knives, but this is an exception. Four, the only weapon I need is my body. I try to stay in shape and can feel like I can disarm. (laughs) Lol, fuck that. I'm not even finishing reading that. Yeah, fuck that option. Mine's probably the gun I found in the closet, even though there's no ammo, because I could at least maybe scare the person. Yeah, I'm going to do gun. I mean, I would also, like, get a knife, but, like, I just hate that, like, it it just turns into a quiz right there, because it's like, ooh, you don't know if it, like, has ammo. Yeah. But when I would definitely check if there was ammo, because I know how to use a gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you came into the house, you left your shoes, keys, and jacket by the front door. They're still there waiting for you, if you feel like you need to grab them. After you made your decision about what kind of weapon you want to take, if any, you need to decide what else you're going to take. Will you get any of them, or are you just heading out there barefoot? The first is the extra pair of shoes I packed. I can run faster with them on, and that's what I need to focus on. We both didn't pack that, so that's not an option. Next is nothing. I don't have time to get anything else. The next one is my car keys. If I can make it to my car, maybe I can drive safely. Or the last one, I'm not even going to the front door. I'm going to try to leave the house another way. Mine's car keys, for sure. Even though, like, I probably won't be able to use it, I feel like it just make me feel safer. Yeah. And, like, maybe you could, like, make your alarm go off to distract them and, like, run the other way. Oh, yeah. Once you make it outside, you see that the street is pretty empty. Not even your car is parked in the driveway anymore. What? So you have no choice but to run. Where the fuck is your car? What the fuck? You can run backwards towards the town that you just came from, or you can keep running down the street away from town and hope you find more houses. What way do you go during to town? To town. Like, whatever the one is to town. Yeah. So the other one towards the other houses, fuck that. Why would I run? I'm going to look around for my car and hope I can find it. Fuck oh, that. that's valid, but ugh. I get. But if it's if it wasn't in the driveway anymore, yeah. If it wasn't in the driveway, it's already like it's gone. Forever. Yeah, it's a trap. It's Even a if I find trap. it, it's a trap. At that point, I would immediately think that. Because you know what will happen is I you'll sit in the fucking driver's seat and the guy will just like sit up from in the back seat and like put his oh, hands yeah, around your neck. It, yeah, <laughs> like fucking Halloween, like literally Halloween one. Yeah. Um. So. The, other, the first one, I guess, is towards the other houses. It seems more like that the killer would be coming from town, so I'm going the other way. Fuck that reasoning. Fuck that shit. Second one is what we just said. Third one is I'm just going to calmly walk around the area on the side of the road and hope that I see a no, car driving no by so I can calm. hit your wife. Fuck that. Calm is out. Calm. Calm was out when a figure walked by yeah. the window. Calm was out like, when I like heard the alarm. No, yeah, yeah, no. Car, yeah, 
<laughs> for me, calm was out when the fucking TV went to static. Yeah. Because I was watching a horror movie. <laughs> I was um, watching a rom-com and I was shook it still. <laughs> I was watching like fucking Insidious and when the red-faced demon pops up behind Patrick Wilson, that's like exactly when the static went on. And I'm like, Ew, I just got chills <laughs> just even thinking about that. You asshole. Oh my God. Um, the fourth one is back to town. Period. Do we need to say any more? I know. Back to town. That's what I'm doing. We're both like, doing back fuck to town. That. Fuck your other options. Yeah. Safety is within your grasp. Hopefully. No matter oh, why you started walking or running out into the night, you did. You didn't stop and it paid off. In the distance, you can see some lights. Unfortunately, no cars have passed by you yet, but it looks like there is a neighborhood up close by. Ooh. Where will you stop when you get there? The first house that I see with the lights on, I can't run any further, and they'll at least have a phone I can use to call for help. The next one, I'm just going to hide in a backyard and wait for the morning. Then The third one, stop. I'm not going to stop at a random building. I'll stop when I see a car driving by. Or the last one, wherever I can, a public space would be the best option, but I'll take a house if I have to. Man, those are like three good answers, minus the wait till morning. Yeah. I um, mean, like... <sighs> Probably. If I was running down a dark road after everything that had happened and I see lights on at the first house, I mean, that's what you're going to run to, that's right? That's instinct. Like, you're not going to be like, no, I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep running. Like, then why did you... I wouldn't do that. Like, in, in horror movies, that's what seems to happen is like, it's like just keep being out in the open. If you're yeah. in the, out in the open in a long, dark street, like, you're fine until yeah. a car drives by. But like... Hmm. I don't Wherever know. I can, a public place would be best, but I can take a house if I have to. That's probably my answer then, because I always like, like, yeah, if I could find like a plaza with like a fucking Dunkin' Donuts, like I'm going to run to that. Yeah. If I could run to McDonald's. I yeah. Cause like that's going to be open. There's going to be at least like two people in there. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I agree. Public place. Yeah. Your turn. Is this me? Oh, yeah. that's from the strangers. Ew. Um, phew. You found someone you, who agreed to help you. You told them all about what, what has been happening to you and how you've been running away from the house looking for safety. They agree to help you out, but the longer you're with them, the creepier they start to Ew. see you. What do you do? One, stay with them until you're at another house or building you can go into and then ditch them. Two, nothing. They're probably perfectly trustworthy. Fuck that. La, 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 la. I'm just feeling paranoid after my long night. Which is valid, I guess. Valid. Three, I'll leave immediately. I don't have time to make up excuses for them. I'm just going to take off. Uh, four, fake a phone call to get <laughs> out of there and tell them I don't need help anymore. Five, murder <laughs> them. It's a horror movie. Right? No rules apply Fucking anymore. just like jump the gun on that final girl shit and murder the fuck out yeah. of them. No, I'm going to just like leave. I'm just so rude in these You're situations now. <laughs> fuck it. Like after all I've been through, I'm just out. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Uh-huh. I think if I found somebody and they were immediately weird, yeah, I'd be like, fuck it. I'd be like, you know <laughs> Fake what? a phone call to get out and then tell you don't need their help anymore. Oh, my God. That's I like love such that like one. a weirdly polite it's such way. A fu- it's like a fuck boy final girl. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, there's an emergency. I'm sorry, my friend Becca. I'm sorry. Her dad just died. Yeah. Uh, this one also is from uh, Strangers. It's a good thing you decided to get away from the stranger you found because they are definitely not good news. Yes. Only a few minutes later, you get another alert on your phone updating that the escape killer was spotted and the description matched the person you asked for help. Yikes. Ooh. Literally says, yikes. Yikes. You managed to get away. But how do you make sure they can't find you again? Oh, fuck. I pulled out my weapon and shot or stabbed them in the leg. Um, they fell down. And I had plenty of time to run away. I don't know. We don't have ammo, so I don't know how we shot. No, them. no, no. It says we don't, we don't check if it has ammo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, next, as I kept turning on, I kept turning to look behind me to make sure they weren't nearby. Why I ran? The next one is I didn't even think of that. I was just trying to run away. I don't see them anywhere nearby, but I didn't keep an eye on them either. And the last one, I was I just snuck away. I just snuck away, and I'm hoping for the best. I wish I could answer one. I wish I was cut a cutthroat bitch enough to just yeah. say if I thought somebody was creepy, <laughs> I would shoot them well, in the okay. leg. And the I <laughs> no said questions answer, asked. I said option five murder them murder. My last so response. then you do i pull out my weapon and shoot. yeah i'm gonna it's a horror movie rules don't apply Tana's i shot like, that fucker. pop 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 e- each fucking kneecap is just done i just obliterate i just murder the killer i become the killer i am now Ooh, that would be a fun You're horror the killer. movie um i would say i keep turning to look behind me to make sure they weren't nearby while i ran away that's what, or snuck away i would actually do that if i thought somebody was weird I always think that in movies, I'd be like, oh, no, you don't immediately act like something's wrong. Like, you chill the fuck out a yeah. bit, and then you sneak away. So I would do that. Yeah, I already shot the fucker, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Simone gets out an Uzi. Pop, 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 yeah, pop, yeah, pop. right. <laughs> pop, and she's like, motherfucker. <laughs> is this my turn yes uh luckily the killer didn't catch you again after you escaped yeah because i shot it was him. close though <laughs> <laughs> but you made it into the police station and you feel pretty safe there until you see that despite being unlocked with all the lights on it's deserted Ooh. you call over the desk for someone to come help you but no one answers what do you do shoot myself shoot yourself <laughs> one barricade myself in and find a gun somewhere I already someone have a gun. has to come back eventually and this seems like a safe place to hide Two, lock the doors and try to use the radios to contact somebody. Oh. Uh, three, go. I'll go outside and turn the lights and sirens on. The scar. Oh God, sorry. I'll go outside and turn the lights and sirens on the squad cars that are parked out there. That way, people will know I'm here. Four, I'm going to. Tr- uh, I'm going to get into one of the cars and try to turn it on so I can drive to another safe place. Ooh. Fuck. These are all really good. I think the third one is a little bit too dynamic of a thought that I would have so panicked. Yeah. Lock the doors. Try to. I I also don't know. Yeah. Uh, See, I would. I really in between barricading myself. And then the last one. Or the the last one. Yeah, me too. Uh, I would probably. Knowing myself in a moment of panic. I think I would probably just barricade myself because I would be like. Worst case, I can like go out shooting <laughs> opposed to like trying to find the car keys. Yeah, the car keys aren't going to be at the car, so then that wording doesn't work for me. I'm doing barricading myself. Because yeah. I wouldn't... I mean, like, r- locking the doors and trying to use the radios, I would lock the doors before I did any of the things that are listed here. That's true. But then I would barricade and go find... But get barricade is sort of like locking a door. It's locking yourself into a room. And I'd find a gun before I contacted somebody i already radio. have a gun so i'd get a second gun yeah and but. chances are like why would there be keys for police cars just kicking it like that's not a yeah thing. so yeah i would barricade myself and we like, already do have a gun though i already do have a gun so lock guess, the do- i'm gonna do lock the doors and use a radio i'm gonna do, still do barricade myself because i know myself in a moment of panic i think that's exactly what i would do yeah that makes sense I, in past situations where I thought someone was trying to break into my house, that's exactly what I did. Where I like got a weapon and got a phone and locked myself in the bathroom. And yeah, was, and like, that's exactly what I would do too. Yeah. But I feel like in these circumstances, like I already have a gun. I've been running around, so I'm gonna just like lock these doors and then I'm get like it's a radio. Oh, I'll do the barricade one because it's exactly what I would do. 
Okay. It's just find a weapon and then get into a closed space where there's one entrance and exit. Yeah. So and, like you can fucking shoot that fucker a million times. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're Michael Meyer, Myers. You need to kill. watch The Strangers. It's really good and scary. Well, because I'm and super scared of it. Does... That's why I can't watch it. No, it's really good. It's really good. It's I really, watch a it's scary movie. fucking. Cre- I know, right? This makes you really want. It's watch really it. creepy though. It's really creepy. Okay, sorry. Well, you figured out where everyone went. The police station is totally empty because the killer stopped by there once already. Duh. The only person left alive is one police officer who is hiding in one of the offices. Yes. But do you trust them? Or do you think there was a reason they are left alive and that you need to stay away? Absolutely, but we can't stay here. I tell them we need to get going because the killer could come back. Next one is, nope, that's my cue to get out of there. There's a reason why they are left alive, probably. The next one is, maybe, I'm going to sneak around inside and try to make sure it's just the two of us before I decide... Or the last one, sure, they seem trustworthy trustworthy enough. I'll sit down with them and tell them my whole story right there <laughs> in the police station. <laughs> I don't like any of these answers. I know, but I think I would... I'll do the first one. Like, if I see somebody in a police uniform and they're, they aren't scaring me... Yeah. And they look like a sole survivor, I'd believe it. And, like, worst case, I can just shoot them. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably say the sure seems trustworthy enough and start talking to them to tell them my story. Then I could also maybe get their story out of it. And figure out, like, yeah, what okay, I'm doing that on. one too. Shit, sorry. We're so cute. I know. I'm, I'm changing my answer. I'm sorry. That's a creepy picture. Okay, music is one of the most important parts of the horror movie. Everyone knows that the more dramatic the music is, the scarier the scene is. What good would a jump scare scene be if there wasn't a loud abrasive spike in the music to go with it? True. The music that plays during the credits is also really important. The song is going to play as the what song is going to play as the credits roll your horror movie? Ooh, so it's just like we just this was our final decision, and yeah. now it's going to cut the credits. Uh, me, sequel. myself, and I by G Easy. Uh, Look What You Made Me Do by Taylor Swift, Lucky by Britney Spears, or Starring Role by Mariana, Marina and the Diamonds. Fuck, Lucky? Mine's Lucky. (laughs) Mine's Starring Role by Marina and the Diamonds. Cute. It's so fun. People who are big fans of horror movies are very opinionated about who their favorite horror movie villain is and what movie is the best. This is... Michael Myers from Halloween. I'm not even, like, continuing to read. This is especially true when it comes to classics. (laughs) Who's your favorite classic horror movie villain? Or do you prefer to stick to the new school movies and not waste your time with the classics? Ugh. First option, Michael Myers from Halloween. Corey obviously chose that. Next one is Freddy Krueger from A Nightmare on Elm Street. The next one is Um Who. And the last one is Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th. Mine is probably Michael because he's obviously the most daddy out of yeah. three, three of them. Jason gets pretty daddy, but he really isn't. But Freddy's the whole thing is he's a mama's boy. But Freddy's kind of fun though. <laughs> Freddy's kind of fucking he, fun and, he's and like, freaky. You fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I would <laughs> it's choose prime Freddy time, bitch. <laughs> because I think I might be Freddy. <laughs> yeah, get Freddy. That's fun. I like that. Okay, let's see the our results. results. Okay, mine is. You made it. Yay! I made it Woo! too. Yay! Time for a celebration and probably yep, years of nightmares because yep, yep, you yep, made yep. it. It was a long and scary night, but the killer is either dead from my fucking police from my gunshots, <laughs> or in police custody. Chana's Chana's horror movie ended an hour. Yeah, ago. mine ended like thirty minutes ago. <laughs> the paramedics are checking you now. <laughs> now just hope there isn't a sequel. Ooh. Yeah, I already killed that fucker. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that interactive spooky scoop. Yes. I just wanted to do something really fun since we haven't been together and like, or we've been together, but we haven't recorded something in like two months. Yeah, no, yeah. So I hope you guys play along with that. That was fun as fuck. That was super. And now I want to watch a fucking movie. 
Yeah, I know. Horror movies. So my spooky whatever segment, my supernatural segment today. I haven't said. I said we don't even scoop. like know what our podcast is anymore. <laughs> I'm like, so anyways, The Bachelor. Welcome to The Bachelor podcast, everybody. <laughs> I'm like, so I saw Pose. I'm yeah. going to talk to you about Pose. <laughs> okay. Um, mine is uh, The Hat Man. Uh, for, in episode 56, if you haven't listened to it, it's our the last one that we recorded. It's the New Year's one. The Happy Twilight New Zone Year's. episode part t- or you know, too. I don't remember recording that episode. You don't? It's been I, so long. Oh, yeah. It's, I like, I remember because it was like, I had to research fucking sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sleep paralysis. Now I remember so, your fucking episode. In that, two of the stories that I talk about mention oh. a shadow person <gasps> that they refer to as the hat man. Ew. So go back to that one and it explains what a sleep paralysis is scientifically. And then I explain to you what it is like phenomenally phenomenally phenomenal as it a phenomenon phenomenon and then we go into just like and then like literally for like 30 minutes we just read stories from online that are like from reddit's no sleep and then just like people who are just like share your scariest sleep paralysis story go um sorry if i'm snapping a lot i've watched i watched pose and it like all i can do is snap when i'm into something Corey's now. ultra gay now. i'm like super <laughs> gay now <laughs> i'm loving it <laughs> okay let's get let's focus so in it two of the stories mention a person called the hat man referred to as the hat man so let's explore the hat man because oh, i told God. y'all that's what i would do in the next episode and here we are and here One we fucking are bitch a month later okay so the origins of the hat man i'll get into what he is a little bit later i just wanted to start it off with the origins so the origin of the hat man come from a name named tim a man named Tim Brown. The first time Tim saw the hat man, he was 14 years old, dozing off in his bed in Nashville, Tennessee. I think it was like his great grandmother or his grandmother's house. I forget if there was a great or not. Oh, you're fucked wherever you I'm are. I'm fucked. He was trying to fall asleep with only the flicker of the TV light in his room when a louder noise from the TV woke him all the way up. You know how sometimes it gets randomly loud and you're just like, oh, and you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. So he did that. And when he did that, that's when he saw the hat man. The dark figure of a man as featureless as a shadow. He was tall. He wore a broad-brimmed hat and a trench coat. And he didn't say a word. He didn't need to. The fear uh, sucked the breath from Brown's chest, rendering him mute and immobile. The man lingered just outside the frame of Brown's bedroom door, just standing there in the hallway, flickering in the shadows between the hallway and his grandmother's room. Fuck you. Um, finally, as if breaking the spell cast over him, Brown was able to throw himself from his bread, screaming, and then ran into the hallway for a fight because he thought it was somebody really standing there. But when Brown got there, the figure was gone. <gasps> this is what this is from Brown's actual words describing what he saw. He said, I saw a tall human-like figure, and the figure looked like that of a man. The man had no distinguishable features whatsoever. I could see no eyes, no nose or mouth, only blackness. He looked like a shadow, only darker, much darker. He had a very wide-brimmed hat and a long trench coat that flowed as he moved. He stood there for what seemed like an eternity. He then moved very slowly and without sound back into the hallway just out of view. Oh, my Isn't God. Isn't that... That's disgusting. <laughs> Remember, you just have this, like... I Fuck picture, like, that. his bed in the corner of a room, uh-huh. and then in the middle of the room is, like, the TV. It's just, like, sitting on a TV set because it's, like, the fucking 80s or 90s. It's, like, the 90s or 2000s or whatever. And behind him, you just see, like, this tall figure, the hat man, who then glides backwards into the hallway and then out. Just like, oh, fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. 
after Tim Brown saw this, later, a few years later in 2009, he started something called the Hatman Project. You can literally go uh, to the website. It's called thehatmanproject.com. And it's literally just an accumulation of stories um, of people posting stories of them, of their experiences with the Hatman. So I think what happens is most people interact with him through his Facebook page, The Hatman Project, and then he'll accumulate them after like a few months or just like almost a year, and then he'll post his favorite ones onto thehatmanproject.com. You could also go on Pornhub and type in The Hatman to see similar Ooh, results. can I? I want to do that. Yeah. Pause. Wait, that's the work computer, but it's oh, fine. It's fine. It's fine. I won't do it. We'll do it on our phones. <laughs> <laughs> so Facebook can record it. So, yeah. So fucking so Google fucking can the like FBI, jack off. Yeah. So... This is, I'm going to just read you his intro post that he posted on October 30th of 2009. Okay, so he said, My name is Tim Brown. I am the site owner, administrator, and research for The Hatman Project. The purpose of the site is to research the phenomenon that has come to be known as The Hatman. Reports of The Hatman and other shadow beings have been on the rise within the last 10 to 15 years. It was due to my own experience and my awareness of other people's sightings of The Hatman that I decided to begin this research project. The aim of the website is to explore the stories of the many sightings that have been reported. This is the very first and only website solely devoted to researching, collecting, and archiving information and stories relating to the hat man. As more stories and research are collected, they'll be posted on the site regularly. So I think he like every like eight to 10 months, he'll post like he'll dump a few on the site, but you can go to his uh, Facebook page and it's more up to date. I believe Mm. people like interact on it. That's cool. Yeah. So now let's just get into. Um, oh, so before we get into some stories, who the fuck is the Hat Man? So yeah. let's get into like some lore of who people believe the Hat Man is, et cetera, et cetera. Who's et cetera. Hat Daddy? So who's Hat Daddy? Sometimes referred uh, so Hat Daddy or the Hat Man, <laughs> aka some, Hat Man, <laughs> aka Hat Man. Sometimes referred to as the Gray Man or the Shadow Man, Ooh. is an entity that's described as a man wearing a wide-brimmed hat and a long trench coat. <gasps> Ooh, it's like the Haunting Hill House, the Bowler Hat Guy. Yeah, it's like the Bowler Hat Ew. Guy. Ew, I fucking hate. I, I'm about to. I said this like five episodes ago that I was about to watch the Haunting Hill House. I've yeah, been yeah. waiting for the perfect time. It still hasn't come, but I'm like, I'm feeling it again. You're it's like it. the tip is in my butt. Yeah, like, it's there. <laughs> Okay. Just the tip. Just the tip, though. Um, so sometimes he can be wearing a cowboy hat, a fedora, or an older top hat. And also sometimes he's uh, wearing a black cloak. He has just a suit on, or he even has a beard. So sightings of the hat man usually happens during sleep paralysis. Also people during say during alien abductions. And there are also accounts of see- seeing him or a shadow man during Ouija board experiences. I'm going to believe that's more just shadow people. Yeah. But I'll also get into how people think the shadow man is. I'll get into it in a second. Okay. In an online consensus that I got from just looking at a couple websites, the hat man is drawn to causes of or predictions of misfortune, bad luck, ill health, or even death. It is stranger that the Hatman has been reported to make himself visible to even multiple generations of family members, um, and, and like will follow these multiple family members Ew. to be a like a traditional omen of death Fuck or something that like that. So what that reminds me of is when I did the Eshi, like based off of the Irish folklore. I do remember the Eshi. Um, the Eshi <laughs> and how we I figured we figured out that one uh, an old Eshi, one of like the original Eshi, is actually the Banshee. So when we think of like the mm. Banshee of like the screaming wailing woman spirit that is a scottish uh folklore and that also reminds me of have you seen the new sabrina 
I watched like half the first episode. Oh, they have a they have a banshee, but who but is actually more follows the Scottish folklore. And I was like, oh my god, that's so fun. And they actually point out that it's a Scottish folklore. That's so and fun. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yes, we're doing um, it. Yeah, and because they show up as a like dressed in all black, and they sh- they just sit there and wail because one of your family members is gonna die. And they use it very like Whoa, correctly cool. in Sabrina. I was like, fuck yeah. Instead of how like if a banshee showed up in pop culture today, it would just be like a wailing spirit, yeah. you know, that was trying to kill you. But it's it was it was really cool. I was like, oh yeah, go Sabrina. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> um, so, peeps also just think that the leader uh, is a or sorry that the shadow man is either a leader of shadow people Ugh. or he's just uh or shadow people like to take that form. Um, so that's what I was trying to get at a little bit earlier. And to see shadow people, this so oh my gosh, I like literally had to just take this from a, a, a little website. There is a little there's a little sentence that I took from a website that said to see shadow people, it is reported that benzodeme, uh, diphthalmahydrin dream. Yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever you're saying. Harmola alkaloid and psilocybin yeah. or psilocin, uh, psilocin like from mushrooms, uh, can cause the effect of seeing shadow people. So if you want to fucking do that, you go have a fucking great time. Fuck you. Stop listening to our podcast. Don't ever contact us. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get haunted by demons. Yeah, I don't want your haunted news. Like, yeah, fuck go you. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I searched all these things though. I think you can order those those are over-the-counter drugs that you can get so go have like, fucking fun also known as aspirin <laughs> <laughs> also known as <laughs> also known as go fuck yourself yeah so that's basically the shadow man uh there's two little cool pop culture notes is that in the 1985 twilight zone series or in the 1985 twilight zone series revival it was like the third revival of the twilight zone series um, there is an episode called The Shadow Man that dealt with a teenage boy who saw a shadow person living under his bed. Ew. So fuck oh, that. Oh, that's so scary. <laughs> um, and then also, um, we've said this before. We said it last episode. We've mul- mentioned it numerous times. The documentary called The Nightmare in 2015, the one that is a documentary about sleep paralysis. Yeah, I good, think they interview Eric Brown, actually, and he talks about this whole experience. That was that a fun has. That was a fun doc. Yeah, it's together. very scary, very creepy. That was um, around the time we watched <clears throat> the Slender Man, the HBO Slender Man documentary. Yeah, I like that one. That was good. That was a really, really awesome one. Okay, so let's get into some stories about the Hat Man. Oh, my God. Okay, so I saw Hat Man when I was 16 years old. I'd played with a Ouija board that day with some friends and never said goodbye. I'm not sure if it that if that's what made me see him, but he wasn't alone. I woke up at some point that night in a panic and I could only move my eyes. I glanced around the room and saw him standing in the corner of my room. Oh, His God. glowing orange eyes felt like they could see straight through me and into my soul. I felt fear like I'd never before. Once I saw him at breeze, a breeze, sorry, I'm reading like somebody's online, you know, stuff. It was just a typo. A breeze went through my room coming from my doorway, and suddenly there was a crushing weight on my chest and I couldn't breathe. I looked and saw what appeared to be a little boy that was completely white with pitch black eyes. Ooh, black eyed children. Oh my God. (laughs) He was on my chest holding me down, screaming, run. At this time, the hat man started slowly moving across the room towards my bed. After that, I have no memory of what happened. All I know is that when I woke up the next day, I was screaming and I couldn't sleep, much less be alone in the dark for a couple weeks. Oh, my God. I would never be in the dark ever again. (laughs) Next story. 
Two nights ago, I woke up from my sleep in a fright screaming, but my scream wasn't like it would normally scream, scream like. It was like I could only scream a little bit. Oh, I had the look. feeling like someone was in my room. I couldn't move. I seen... <laughs> I seen it. I think it. I seen it. <laughs> I couldn't move. I saw a tall black shadowy figure with a hat and coat on gliding beside my bed, then disappeared. Oh, sorry, that's what he wrote. Or they wrote. I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me. I felt sick, confused, and switched the light on for sure, expecting to see an intruder ready to attack beside me, but there was nothing. The only way I can describe the shape was like the character Dick Tracy. Do you know what I keep on thinking of the entire time you keep on talking about this hat this man? Hat man is all that's playing through my head right now is he was a crooked man. Oh, the crooked man. Because he has a bowler hat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ugh, that's all I can think Ooh, of. Like that song. I, I want to watch a scary repeat. movie with everyone. God. I know. I like have watched probably five scary movies in the past week, <laughs> but I like want to watch a scary movie. Not this weekend, but next weekend I'll watch a <laughs> yeah, scary movie. Yeah, fuck yeah. He was a crooked man. I've seen Seinfeld. Enter. Put in the audio clip, Corey, for five seconds. Yeah, right. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> A couple of years ago, I was lying in bed at night watching TV with the light off. In the corner of my eye, I saw a tall shadow head creeping slowly from the door. Fuckity fuck that. Turn to look at me, then slide back slowly behind oh, the wall. Bitch. Fuck that. Bitch. Oh my God. I I would just turn up the TV and just cry. Yeah, I would text you and be like, I'm sorry, goodbye, find another podcast host. It was like the figure was looking around the corner and saw me watching. Sorry, every word, when it should be saw, all of them are seen. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and saw me watching. Okay, <clears throat> sorry, I'll start that again. It was like the figure was looking around the corner and saw me watching back. That freaked me out. I had the same sick feeling. There are never any facial features, just an outline shape, all black. Sorry, even though these are a little spotty, but this is how they wrote it, okay? That's cool. I'm still spooked. I've also experienced, the next one. I've also experienced a number of times a tall shadow figure glide through my hallway from the back door of my house into my son's room. Oh. And I have seen the figure leaving from my son's room back out the back door. <gasps> it's just like, <sighs> I'd be like, bitch, what be the like, fuck you bitch, doing in my- get out of my son's room. I'd be like, take him. Just take him and leave. <laughs> Just fuck. take him and don't come back. Yeah, get the fuck Jesus. out of my house. Take him if you like him so much. <laughs> I didn't want it anyways. Yeah. Oh, God. Leave the cats. Yeah, leave the goddamn cats. <laughs> Simone's like, please leave me. <laughs> someone comes up to you and is like can you just take your damn son yeah she's like i didn't even like it anyways i'm like me too simone it ruined our life ruined our life my son who may have been around 12 years old at the time mentioned to me one time that there was a man looking at him standing at the edge of his bed in front of the window during the night oh that's like what happened to me fuck that channa fuck that that's like a very casual mention Ugh. so yeah mom isn't it weird that last night i saw a man just standing oh and staring through the window <laughs> around three years ago my nana passed away not long after i went to sleep i felt someone sitting beside me on my bed and holding my hand i didn't open my eyes and wasn't frightened it was very calming and peaceful it was very calming and peaceful i closed my hand back and fell asleep my nana passed away a few hours later in the early morning when these things happen to you, you start to think about paranormal activities, ghosts, uh, thinking that it may be a family member who has passed. <laughs> it wasn't. 
it wasn't the narrator i'm, I'm laughing because i'm like where the fuck is the hat man this <laughs> <laughs> just reminds me of uh sometimes when i'm sad <laughs> i just i are wait what's the 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 mean girls i just want all of us to be friends i just and... want all of us to be friends <laughs> i just have a lot of feelings yeah she doesn't even go here. That's what I feel is this. Let's see if the hat man shows up. I don't fucking know. <laughs> She's like, and anyways, that's my TED talk. I mean, somehow it got through my filter. I don't know. When these things happen to you, you start to think about paranormal activities, e.g. ghosts. Uh, thinking it may be a family member who has passed on. Crazy as that sounds, but I tried to speak to the shadow after seeing it once, saying out loud, if you're my Nana, you need to leave. You are scaring us. And crazier... And crazier as this sounds, I didn't hear any words or form of any sound, but I understood something that was said back. I am not your Nana in a tone. Ew. Now that really freaked me out. <laughs> That's the story. That's how that person writes that story. I am not your Nana. I'd be like, bitch, you are not like, my Nana. Shit. <laughs> uh, next one. When I was very young, four to five years old, I had a nightmare every night where I would wake up unable to move and freezing cold with four little men with black hats and black overcoats standing over me all in a row next to my bed. I would, God fucking put a period in. I was of course terrified and they did seem to say there was nothing to be afraid of, but it was awful and caused anxiety. I told my family about it. My parents and my father would say it was just a dream. I would dream. They came in through a portal that opened up in the corner above the window I was shocked to Google it once to see if it had a dream meaning and can still very believe others have had this experience. Interesting. Mm. Okay, two more. Is this good? Oh, this, yeah. It's just starting to feel long. There's only two more. Okay, one night I had gone to bed while my family was still awake and doing their thing, watching TV, playing N64, etc. Masturbating, you know how we Masturbating. do. I had fallen asleep and I'd suddenly, and suddenly, or sorry, I had fallen asleep and as suddenly as I had fallen asleep, I was jolted awake. I had a little micro nightmare, a falling dream, nothing out of the Classic. ordinary. I prepared to go back to sleep after I scanned the room as per usual, my habit after a bad dream. And to my right was a tall, shadowy figure with a cool-looking hat and a trench coat. It was minor. It was minorly startling. Minorly startling. <laughs> There's a man in your room. <laughs> yeah, like wearing a fucking top hat and a trench coat. A trench coat. coat. There's a fucking demon in your room. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, ooh, that's a bit scary. Don't you think? Oh. <laughs> But it was humanoid in shape. In parentheses, I was terrified of owls and demon dogs. Remember? In parentheses. I didn't catch that part. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I my, don't. My rational mind immediately kicked in. Why is my older brother standing there trying to be spooky? Because it what ain't your older a brother. Dumbass. Then it started to move and the terror kicked in because it was so odd the way it moved. Uh, no, the way it floated. Ew. The hallway what? light was on and my door was wide open. It passed in front of the door not three seconds total after it had started moving. As it passed in front of the door, the light didn't illuminate it. It was still pitch black with bright light shining behind it. The second the door was clear, I remember jumping towards the front of my bed and launching myself off the end of the bed into the hallway, passing right by it unharmed. I had to get the heck out of there. Many years of rehearsal for what to do if you actually see a monster did me no good on that day. If I had to guess, I'd say it was around 11 at, this, at the time. I'm now 27. All my life since that experience, I had chalked it up to my half-asleep imagination. Then two years ago, my older brother, who didn't know my experience, brought up how his friend kid is seeing this shadow with a hat, and it immediately struck a chord with me. It was, it, I was in shock at first to see all the similar stories on the internet and still am. 
It opens up whole new vistas of an inquiry and make me think of the author H.P. Lovecraft and of the Call of Cthulhu. Ooh, Ooh. fun. Uh, the call, he's alluding to that as in, in Call of Cthulhu, the narrator and like the main the character. He's talking about how he's going mad and he like as he starts to hear these things, he starts to see that a lot of other people are having weird, crazy dreams and hearing stuff in their sleep. Mm. Um, so he's just like how, you know, people are also seeing stuff in their sleep. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't is. feel alone anymore. Yeah. He's um, not alone. Cute. So yeah, that, that's the hat man. Uh, so let's leave with a, with a nice little thought. This is not a nice little thought. <laughs> so who developed sleep paralysis? Here we go. Well. I'm done. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> So this is also got, I brought, I got this from WebMD. So I'm, this is not my writing right here. It says the condition may occur in those who other, who are otherwise healthy or those who with narcolepsy, or it may run in families as a result of specific genetic changes. The condition can be triggered by sleep deprivation, psychological stress, or abnormal sleep cycles. I literally have all of that. Yeah, same, same, same. Um, check, 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 check. <laughs> check, check, check. <laughs> the underlying mechanism is believed to involve a dysfunction in the REM sleep. So he talked in the in the first episode how there's hypnagogic and the other apnagogic sleep okay, yeah, uh, I sleep paralysis. How one happens when you're falling asleep as you're falling asleep. And one happens and then, when you're in the deep sleep. Yeah, where you're in the REM sleep. Yeah. Um, it's basically your mind, your mind fucking up as you're falling asleep or fucking up when it's in its REM cycle and you wake up in the middle of it causing sleep paralysis. Okay. Just to like recap really quickly for y'all. So between eight and 50%. <laughs> Whoa. Holy shit. Between zero you, to 100% of these people <laughs> feel this way. <laughs> if you ask me, next time you ask me like an, a question that I can answer with a percentage, I'm going to be like... I don't know. It's pretty sure it's eight between eight and fifty yeah. <laughs> percent. I'm like eight to fifty percent, like sure. going to go for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like sixty nine percent. I'm like six to sixty nine percent sure. I'm six to sixty nine percent sure that I'm scared right now. <laughs> okay, between eight and fifty percent of people experience sleep paralysis at some time in their life. About five percent of people have regular episodes. Males and females are affected equally. This common condition is often first noticed in the teen years, but men and women of any age can have it. Sleep paralysis may run in families. Other factors that may be linked to sleep paralysis include. <laughs> but not limited to. <laughs> but not limited to. This is like another club, another club. Yes. Oh, check, check, check. Okay. Lack of sleep. Check. Sleep schedules that change. Check. <laughs> Mental conditions such as stress or bipolar disorder. Check. 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 <laughs> Sleeping on the back. Uh, that's Check. actually the only thing that I avoid. Um, other sleep problems such as narcolepsy or night nighttime leg cramps. That oh, I specifically get. Big check for Corey. Uh, use of certain medications such as those for ADHD. I um, mean, we abuse. Well, it depends on the day. Or we don't abuse. Check. <laughs> we fun take. We uh, fun take Adderall. What's it called? Adderall. On the occasion. Um, and then substance abuse. Which... Which sometimes happens. Which, you know, is it summer? Is it yeah. Halloween? Is it summer? Like, is it Halloween? When are we... If it isn't, we're okay. Then we're chilling. <laughs> okay. So 5 to 50% of the time, Corey and I are fucked, everybody. Right. 6 to 69% yeah. of the time, we're fucked. 69 to 666% of the time, we're fucked. <laughs> we are fucked. <laughs> okay. 
So last little really cool, like anthropological slash like sociological note about Ooh, sleep paralysis. Daddy. Yeah, like like get your fucking I'm so professor wet. glasses on oh, and give me on. a fucking yardstick. I'm about to whip your oh, ass. Oh <laughs> yes, daddy. Okay. Professor, so, what can I do to raise my grade? Basically, as I as I read on Wiki, so who knows how true this is. Ooh. Um there oh, is yeah. some some of the minor studies that have gone into this because, as I said in the first episode, uh, sleep paralysis hasn't been widely studied that much because it's not seen as a life-threatening thing, so there isn't much funding for it. Okay? Demons. Um, <laughs> and like, we all know the real reason. Yeah, it's <laughs> because fucking of demons. demons. <laughs> it's because someone wants to fund it, and the demon's like, fuck you! <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I'm, bow- I'm bowing out. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, what they have read is that According to some science scientists, cultures may be a major factor in shaping sleep paralysis. What this means is that if the culture is more inclined to accept it as a natural phenomena, not like, oh, the scientific thing of sleep paralysis works. It's more like, oh, if you go to bed when eating candy, that's a good, that's a semi good example. Okay. Like if there are folk, is there folklore surrounding sleep paralysis, then sleep paralysis is seen to occur at a high, high, high rate Ooh. versus cultures that accept it as just a, com- as like, oh, it's sleep paralysis. Some people have it. 5% of the people have it. Five to it 50%. happens when it happens, but it's not a supernatural phenom- or metaphysical phenomena that mm. does happen, you know? So they, a good example is when people were studying uh, people in, in Egypt, or so says, consider this idea. High rates and long durations of immobility during sleep paralysis have been found in Egypt, where there are elaborate beliefs about sleep paralysis. So basically, I would say elaborate beliefs about sleep paralysis should be changed to there is a culture or folklore that surrounds stuff that is close to what we would describe as sleep paralysis. That's cool. So it, it involves malevolent spirits like creatures, uh, i.e. jinns. So oh. D-J-I-N-N. So basically genies, jinns, stuff like that. Spooky. Um, whereas in research also shows that about 50% of people that live in Egypt suffer from sleep paralysis. Uh, when they went to Denmark and looked at sleep paralysis, fewer than 17% per fee- Fewer than 17% of people that they studied had ever even had a sleep paralysis episode. Wow. Because they just don't think that it's a thing that happens. That's interesting. Isn't that that's cool? That's really interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so that's my little tidbit. I'm done. Cool. Bam. Hat man, sleep paralysis, done. So I'm going to be talking about Bible John. So Bible John is an unidentified serial killer who was believed to have murdered three young women between 1968 and 1969 in Glasgow, Scotland. Yes, Glasgow. Yes, I really want to go to Scotland and just like have sex. Yeah, have sex and drink some whiskey. With just like hot, hairy Scottish men. Yes. Goddamn. So let's talk about the first murder. Okay. 25-year-old Patricia Docker. Docker in Docking three, and three, two, two one. one. Docking. Okay, I can't disrespect a victim. Patricia Docker. Oh, we just did. Fuck. We're so fucking. <sighs> we can't make jokes for the next hour because Chana's segment Because I'm such a bummer. <laughs> Bring us back to the Dorothy Allred case and we can make jokes the whole time. With the half pound of chocolate girl. I know. I miss those simpler cases. I think I might do a fun, uh, fun case. We can find week. something fun. I'll do a fun kidnapping case. We'll just, make, we'll just make fun of the killer. Yeah, usually disappearances are really easy. Those are fun because they're like, ooh. Yeah, we're like, ooh. But when some girl just gets killed because she's a woman, that's just. It's not, We ooh. can't make fun of that. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking awful. It happens all the time. Yeah. So Patricia Docker, she was getting ready for a night of dancing 
on February 22nd, 1968. Nice. Patricia just separated from her husband. Bye. Oh, and she fuck yeah, moved girl. in with her parents and her four-year-old son. She told her parents that night that she was going to go dancing at the Majestic Hall in town. Remember that. Yeah, she told her parents. She's not letting her voice drag her down. She's going out. She's finding another man. Yeah. So she told her parents that she's going to works. Majestic Hall. Note that. Okay. But she was really going to the Borrowland Ballroom. So oh. she told her parents she's going to a different place. Now, the <clears throat> Borrowland was a notoriously sleazy shithole, pretty oh, much. Oh, why the fuck she going there? It was basically a place where unhappy husbands or wives would go to cheat on their spouses. Um, oftentimes, people used fake names or wore disguises to hide their identities. You know, it was more of just a hookup spot than like a bar or dance hall. Um, and you pretty much went there to take off your wedding ring and oh, fuck nice. a stranger. Okay. So it's just like a fuck fest. Fuck I'm like, yeah. yeah. When at the time they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so like, yeah. It's 1968. <laughs> she went to go get dick down. She told yeah. her parents she was going to some like wholesome. <laughs> I, I made it all wholesome. It's like, she's going out to find herself a husband. It's like, no, bitch needs some fucking dick. She wanted to yeah, get girl. fucking dick yes. down. Chan and I are in the corner like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Patricia Docker. <laughs> <laughs> So Patricia arrived at the Barland Ballroom that cold February night. She quickly got a drink and she started, you know, scoping the crowd, doing her thing, doing what we do when you're at a bar looking for a a nice little dick. A tall man with red or brown hair approached her and they started dancing and drinking and eventually left together. The next morning, around 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, in Battlefield, South Glasgow, a guy was on his way to work when he noticed a figure lying in a doorway of a garage. Oh, shit. He stopped to go see if they needed help, and he found the half-frozen body of Patricia Docker. Her body was dumped two streets away from her parents' house. Oh, my God. Two streets. And they're, like, European streets, y'all. Yeah. That's, like, maybe one. That's, like, a cartwheel <laughs> and a half. Yeah. So police were called and they were brought to the crime scene. Patricia was laid on her back with her head intentionally tilted to the right. Um, She was completely naked except for one shoe. Um, She had clear marks of strangulation around her neck and her face was badly beaten. Patricia was on her period at the time of death. This is important. Okay, it's important. Okay. Um, She was raped. And her sanitary pad was found carefully placed right next to her, like folded up and placed next to Ew. her. Her handbag, watch, and clothes were missing from the crime scene. Her clothing was never found. Her handbag was eventually found next to a river, and her watch was found in a, bo- in a pool of water that was near her body, just, you know, away by a few feet. Uh, an ambulance was called to transport her body, and unfortunately, the paramedic was a friend of Patricia's and immediately identified the body. Mm-hmm. Patricia's parents were called shortly after. Um, they're able to 100% confirm it was their daughter, Patricia Docker. Um, investigators started going door to door to see if anyone heard her, saw her, or just had any tips about what the fuck just happened. Um, One woman who lived near the crime scene did say that she heard a female scream, leave me alone, around the time Patricia was most likely murdered. (laughs) That's us at like 11 p.m. in Glasgow, Scotland, just like drinking tea and look at each other quietly, like petting Simone. And we just hear that and we're like. I'm like, like let's go watch TV. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, everybody, it's us. So this just in. We just heard something. (laughs) Not going to go check it. Not going to go help out. So instead, let's just drink. (laughs) Police tried tracing Patricia's movements the night of her murder. Now, unfortunately, because she told her parents that she was going to the Majestic Hall, 
for the next week or so, the police focus all of their attention on the Majestic Hall and all the people there because oh. they didn't know that she went to the Barland. Oh fuck! So because she didn't, because she didn't tell her parents what was going on, like yeah. they lost the first entire week of an investigation, which is the most critical time period. Like the first forty hours are the most critical time periods, but especially that first week. So looking at the wrong location, looking at all the wrong people for an entire week. It, I mean, That's it makes sad. it makes the investigation almost impossible now. Yeah. When they finally realize that she went to the Barland instead of the Majestic uh, Hall, any witness or person who had any info already forgot about it. It was a week ago. Plus, like the Barland was full of people pretending to be someone else to cheat on their spouses, so police couldn't. Yeah. They could barely get anyone to even come forward to admit that they were oh, there. Oh yeah, they would even go there. So, yeah. the, so maybe someone had a great tip. Maybe someone knew exactly what happened. But just to avoid the shame and embarrassment of, like, a public scandal, yeah. they kept it to themselves. Oh, fuck. So police didn't have... Thanks, Christianity. Yeah, thank you, like, 1960s Christianity, <laughs> Glasgow, whatever. People... So police didn't have anything to go off of. As far as they could tell, this was obviously a sexually motivated crime, uh, but they didn't have any clues or tips to go off of, so the case was just swept under the rug. Oh, that's sad. Second murder, a year and a half went by. Whoa. On August 16th, 1969, a, a. a 32-year-old mother of three named Jemima McDonald went to the Barland Ballroom to That's spend the evening dancing. Yes, Jemima, Jemima McDonald. I like it. Jemima's sister, Margaret O'Brien. Good name, too. Lots of good, like, yeah. like old school names. Margaret took care of the three children so Jemima McDonald could go to the Barland. <laughs> Um, this was Jemima McDonald's first time at the Barland. Your, your mouth just goes ma 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 like a shit ton. Jemima McDonald. <laughs> That's like a like Russian wristwatch tongue twister. Yeah, Jemima yeah. McDonald. Jemima McDonald. Jemima McDonald. Oh my god, she like appears. Yeah, like, she's like yes. She's like I know who did it. It was the Bible John. The Bible John. So Jemima. What a dick. <laughs> So let me let me re-say that because I just I said that one sentence wrong because I just so wanted to say her name again. This was not Jemima McDonald's first time at the Barland. Okay, she was a regular there. Was she there when the other girl died? Maybe I don't know. Okay, because she might have. If she was, like, she didn't come forward to tell the police. True. So around midnight, Jemima was seen by several witnesses talking to a young, well-dressed, and well-spoken man with red or brown hair. This okay. man was slim, somewhere between 25 to 30, and was between 6 feet and 6 foot 2. All I'm going to think of now when I say between is 5 to 50%. <laughs> it's like <laughs> such a fucking range. They're like, so this guy is between 25 to 55. Was, it was like a scientific <laughs> note. I like looked at the article, too, and like to make sure that that had like a backed up scientific article. And it did. All and the they scientists said- are like, yes, that's a fucking <laughs> fact. Like, Science, fact. <laughs> five to fifty percent fat they're like agreed yes 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 sir yes doctor five that, to 50. that uh the meme <laughs> it's like you channel you have cancer what's my chances of surviving five, five to fifty percent i'd be like just fucking kill me i'm like it. okay so five percent <laughs> <laughs> so it's 12 40 in the morning you know, oh my night. god can i just like interrupt and be a bitch yeah um, I just Facebook's been open. Sam Raimi is directing uh the Doctor Strange, the new Doctor Strange. Ooh, fun! Oh, it's gonna be like a horror movie. Yeah, the the yeah the older the past director 
He directed um, Two Girls, One Cup. Sinister. No, he directed <gasps> Sinister. <gasps> and he oh. was going to direct it, which was awesome. Scary. Because he fucking directed Sinister. Scary. And he was going to direct this, the new Doctor Strange one, the Multiverse Madness one. But he, I, he bailed for some reason. Oh. Um, I think there were creative differences. Because um, he wanted to make it spooky. Oh, he probably wa- he wanted well because yeah. They, when they originally talked about it, they were like, "Hey, we're gonna make it really, really spooky." And then like four months later, the dickhead like who runs it all was like Disney. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> the guy who's involved. Uh, he just did the Mandalorian. He created the Mandalorian. He's the showrunner. Oh, John Favreau. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. He was like, "Well, we're like gonna make it spooky, but like not that spooky." And then like a then like a weeks later, that dude's like, "I'm out." <laughs> Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I was really but Sam Raimi is directing it, so that'll be really good. That's good. Well, I'm I'm still a little bummed. Yeah, it's true. I am bummed because sinister dude. Okay, wait. So let me just sum up what I just. Sorry, said. back to like reality. I'm sorry. That was a really big interruption. It's there. okay. I just I'm gonna do a quick summary just to sum us up. Okay, to this my one bad, Jenna. I apologize. Jemima, mother of three, dropped off her kids at her sister's house. She's like, "Yo, I'm going to the barland." Sister is like sick. Jemima went to the barland. <laughs> Jemima McDonald was a regular, uh-huh. so you know she had a lot of friends there. Multiple people saw her talking to a young man, well dressed, well spoken, red or brown hair, between twenty five to thirty, <laughs> six foot and six two. <laughs> okay. He was five or fifty. He I don't was know. between twenty five to fifty five years old, and he was between <laughs> five feet and eight feet. <laughs> <laughs> He's either blonde or black haired. <laughs> All the scientists. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Capital. Oh, that's scary. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> it's just sirens. Oh, that's like. Oh, it sounds like it's coming from out there, and it sounds like it's coming from your hallway. That I know. Was that's why I was like, God, ghosts. Could we, I'm, I don't know if we'll ever be able to get through the second murder. I'm sorry. So much shit keeps on happening. <laughs> Jemima's like, tell my fucking story. She's like, you summoned me like ten minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, like tell my fucking goddamn story. I will tell your story, Jemima. So at 12:40 a.m., Jemima and the Bible John. Yes. They were seen leaving the barland and walking towards either Main Street or Landersy Street, um, either way in the direction of her home. Okay. The next day, Jemima's sister, Margaret, got a little worried that her sister didn't return home. This wasn't totally like her sister, but, you know, maybe she found a guy and she was spending the night or some extra time with him. But a few hours passed by and she was really starting to freak out. She was like, okay, you know what? I need to be calm. Like, I can't just overreact. My sister's like a fucking... She's like a 30-year-old woman. She yeah. can handle herself. I'm just really overreacting. You know how it's like whenever, like, if you don't hear from me, when, like, you expect me to be somewhere and you don't hear from me, yeah, like, you yeah, start yeah. thinking the worst or I start thinking the worst. Like, it's exactly the type of situation. So she tried to calm herself down. She was like, okay, I'm just going to go for a walk. But while she was walking around, she heard a bunch of kids talking about finding a body in an abandoned building the down the street. Fuck? So she started really freaking the fuck out. She already had that really, like, sick something That's when you just, feeling. like fucking choke slam that kid against the wall and you're like what abandoned warehouse yeah right but again she tried to convince herself that it wasn't a real body it was just kids talking like her sister was fine like she's getting really overly paranoid about nothing like this is just gonna like piss off her sister about how scared she's getting yeah so then she like got home waiting for her sister waiting for her sister jemima wasn't home she stayed up all night waiting and waiting staring at that front door but that door never opened Oh, that's sad. The next morning, she decided to go to that abandoned building that the kids were talking about to see for herself if there was a body. As Margaret entered the building, 
she just was immediately filled with dread. She just knew like there's something oh. fucking wrong. It wasn't long until she just walked into a room and she saw the battered, lifeless body of her sister. A postmortem concluded that Jemima had been raped and extensively beaten, particularly around the face, and was strangled to death with her own stocking. She was murdered about 30 hours like before Bundy. Margaret discovered the body. Why Un- is it the stocking? Like, Unlike- why did he do that? Why did Ted Bundy do that? Like, what? I don't know. Unlike Patricia Docker, Jemima was fully clothed, but her underwear was torn. Just like Patricia, Jemima was on her period at the time of her death, and the sanitary napkin was placed neatly next to her body. Fuck this Bible, John. And her handbag was missing. Police started tracing Jemima's movements on the night of her murder, and they talked to multiple witnesses who were able to describe the detail in who who were able to describe in detail the man who was last seen with Jemima. With all the descriptions, an artist is able to put together a sketch of Bible John and release the sketch to the public. Fun fact, this is actually the first time in the UK that a composite drawing was aired on television. Cool. So if you want to go ahead and like Google Bible John composite drawing, you'd be able to see Ooh. it. You I'll can do it. it. I'll do it quietly as you. So the man they described was a basic white man, you know, literally 90% of Glasgow are like white men <laughs> and they all match the description. <laughs> so the sketch like didn't really Just help like that much. Images of me. Black. It was like a really generic, like George <laughs> was like <laughs> sketched up. So, you know, it didn't really help Ew. that much. And police were just left desperate for. Yeah, I want to punch him in his little Mormon face. Yeah, a little <laughs> fuckhead cunt. Bitch. Jesus. Police were left desperate for clues and uh, still looking for clues for about three months. And then on Halloween, three months after the murder of Jemima McDonald, 29-year-old Helen Patak and her sister, Jean Langard, went to the Barland Ballroom to party. Jean found a guy and started dancing with him, leaving Helen alone. As Helen was walking over to the bar, she bumped into a tall, handsome, red-headed man who went by the name of John. Oh, no. Jean and her mans, Helen and John, hung out for a few hours, and they were having a great fucking time. John was charming, kind, funny. You know, he's just a total catch. Mm-hmm. The only time he seemed weird is when he freaked out on a bartender about the cigarette machine not working. But other than that, like he was pretty normal. He just had like a weird reaction. <laughs> That's like the part in the serial killer doc movie dramatization where like this, like everything gets really <laughs> creepy and it just zooms in on yeah. his face and he's just like, <laughs> he's like, what the fuck, what the fuck, and he's like. Anyways, <laughs> and the girl's like, okay. She like goes to the restroom and he flips out at the fucking janitor and like punches him in the face. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and under this is a dramatization. <laughs> so eventually, Jean's guy left because he had to go catch a train or something. I don't know. He just had to leave. Okay. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> so like he had to leave the scene. He's like bye. For this mo- for this movie he had to leave so he's just he's got written out pretty quick he fucking left <laughs> uh, helen jean and john decided to share a cab home um jean lived the furthest away so they decided to drop her off first so she wouldn't have to be alone in the cab so you know they drop off jean and then helen and then finally john so during the 20 minute car cab ride to jeans they really got to know John. John kept on randomly referring to Bible stories, talking about how he thought the Barland Ballroom, um, as in, and quotes, adulterous den of iniquity. Jesus. And then he talked about his favorite Bible story of an adulterous woman who was stoned to death. 
Helen and Jean were like, what the actual fuck? And then John, sensing that, like, quickly switched the conversation and made them made them feel at ease. And Girl, you have to don't know, go. Like, at this point, Girl. they've already been <laughs> hanging out with them for, like, you know, five or six hours at the bar, drinking, dancing, having fun. Everything's been fine. But the minute they get in the cab ride, he, like, switches. He's and then, like, I can't. Yeah, he's like, I'm done doing this yeah. now. And then I'm as done holding this facade. Then yeah. as soon as he, like, senses them getting freaked out, he, like, switches back. So it's like very uh, like abrupt, yeah, yeah. like obvious changes where it's like a it's big like yeah, it's mechanical, fun. it's calculated. Yeah. yeah. Twenty minutes went by, um, and Jean was being dropped off. She hugged her sister goodnight, and she got out of the cab. This is the last time she saw her sister alive. On Halloween, nineteen sixty-nine, a man was walking his doggo, and he discovered the oh. body of twenty-nine-year-old Helen Patak. I love how half of the times it's always that. Somebody was walking their dog. doggo at like 5 a.m. in the morning yeah. because God knows why you're up that early. So don't walk your dog ever. You're going to find a fucking body. <laughs> so they found the body um, behind a tenement in the Scottstown district of Glasgow. She had been stripped partially naked, extensively beaten around her face and before being raped and then strangled to death with one of her stockings. That would be the... Okay, wait. I'm interrupting again. Do it. Because I think I have a good idea here. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jenna. No, do it. Tell me. I'm so into Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be like the funniest short, short film if you're just like this happy, like the dog, <laughs> you know, it starts with a man li- laying in bed or or whoever, woman yeah. or whatever. The dog wakes them up. And the dog wakes them up and it's like, you know, Folgers in your... You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, geez. <laughs> and then he takes it out and he's walking the dog and then they run into a dead body. <laughs> or it's like it's like it's like edited where it jump cuts to like the night before of yeah. like some serial killer going crazy. <laughs> the dog, the owner. <laughs> There's like the birds do- oh, tripping. It's like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> and the dog. Yeah. No, it's like uh is it Leo? Yeah, it is Leo in the meme. Literally, like there's like birds chirping. Like there's a fucking like Girl Scout lemonade stand next to you. That'd be the best short film ever. (laughs) And then like freeze frame, the day was not good. (laughs) (laughs) Folders in your cup. It's a weird folders commercial. <laughs> Sorry so, to interrupt. So during this Folgers commercial, like ideal morning, morning, yeah. This this dude with his dog rolled up on the body of twenty nine year old Helen in this area. That's so sad. She was stripped naked, beaten around her face, was raped, strangled to death with one of her stockings. So the exact same as Jemima's yeah. murder. Um, and very similar to the original one of Patricia, um, she was also on her period at the time of death, and her n- sanitary napkin was placed under her arm. So the other ones, they were like wrapped up neatly and set next. How to her. does he know that they're on their period? Does I don't he like know, ask over the course of the night? I don't know. We're gonna go through theories in a minute, but I don't know. So the contents of her handbag had been scattered close to her body, although the handbag itself was missing from the crime scene, just like Jemima's. Her handbag was missing. This is sad. This is real sad. Okay. Grass and weed stains were upon the soles of Helen's feet and shoes, um, indicated that she had engaged in a struggle with her killer. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she did get away from her killer <sighs> and she attempted to scale a nearby railway embankment, but he ran behind her, grabbed her, and ripped her down and pulled and dragged oh. her back. Helen also had multiple deep bite marks on her right thigh. That was like Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this time, though, there was a clue. A cufflink was found near her body. Now, when Jean heard about the body, she just, and Jean is Helen's sister, 
she just immediately had a horrible feeling just immediately like oh my yeah. fucking god it's my sister and she started calling her sister and calling her sister and calling her sister Ugh. and her sister wasn't answering and it wasn't long until the body was identified as her sister helen Police spent a lot of time with Jean since she sat right next to the killer for hours before her sister's death. Jean knew what he looked like, what his voice sounded like, what his personality was like. Why would he risk that so much? That's interesting. You know, she described him as slim, well-dressed, well-spoken young man with red hair. He was between 25 and 30. Between He was around 5'10". He went either by John Templeton or John Sempleson or John Emerson. Remember, like... John, eh, 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 like that. Yeah, eh, eh, eh. Sempleson, Emerson. John, fuck you. Um, she would also recall distinct facial features of of this man, um, such as him having overlapping front teeth. Um, bouncers at the Barland Ballroom, however, dismissed much of this. Bouncers dis- at the Barland Ballroom. Yeah, they dismissed most of her description, saying that the man in Helen's company was short, had black hair, and did not have an overlapping tooth. What the fuck? Important to note, though, Jean thinks that those bouncers were actually thinking of like her man's, not ah. Bible John. Like she is like, I spent over six hours with this guy. Like I know what he fucking looked like. You're a bouncer at a bar. I sat in two feet away from him. Yeah. Like I think I know what I'm talking about. So police brought in an artist, and with Jean's help, they created a detailed drawing of Bible John. This drawing was released to the public and was literally everywhere. Um, Jean's description of the man, the way they found Helen's body, and the fact that she met the man at the barland was way too slimmer. Similar to two other cases they were working on. So it was at this point that the police connected all three cases and realized that they were most likely dealing with a serial killer. Yes. So here's some tips. With the release of the detailed drawing connection of the three murders, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tips started rolling in and police followed through every single tip. No matter how small or insignificant, they followed through every single one. Um, every man that looked even remotely like the drawing, so like 90% of Glasgow, um, they were subjected <laughs> to rumors, investigations, etc. It like ruined people's lives. Um, since multiple witnesses mentioned Bible John as well-dressed, um, police went to over 250 tailors and gave them a police sketch and detailed descriptions of the suit he was wearing. No one recognized him. Oh, wow. They went to 453 barbers and they gave them the sketch and a detailed description. But again, no one recognized him. Police went to every single church. They talked to pastors, priests, etc., to try to see if anyone recognized the killer because, you know, he kept on mentioning Bible stuff. Yeah. But no one recognized him. Police even went undercover at the Barland to try to catch him, but they never saw him. In fact, no one at the Barland ever saw Bible John again. In the year after Helen's murder, police interviewed over 5,000 suspects and cleared every single one of them. Police kept on anticipating another murder, but there wasn't. Helen's murder was the last, at least in Glasgow. So let's talk about some theories. So there are a lot of theories as to why the murder suddenly stopped. Uh huh. So police were convinced that Bible John was either in hiding or being protected by family members. Another theory is that they believe that he joined the army and he was deployed. So that's why he wasn't died. there anymore. Yeah. Next one is, you know, maybe he was sent to jail for another crime. The other one is maybe he left town as soon as the sketch was released because he realized that they're going to probably catch him. Or the other one is maybe he died. The other theory is maybe there wasn't a serial killer. So the first murder 
was pretty different from the other two. Okay. There, there were some some similarities, but there was some differences. Patricia, she was strangled, you know, a full year before the two murders. A full year. Yeah. And then the other ones happened. Were within three months. Yeah. Yeah. So Patricia, she was found fully naked, strangled by a belt, not her stockings, and her purse was found. While the other ones were found partially closed or like fully but the folded up sanitary napkin. And that's like the similarity is the period with all of yeah. them. Um, and that's like pretty much the only similarity other than they're seen at the bar land and they're strangled and raped. So yeah. period, bar land, strangled and raped. Those are similarities. She was strangled by belt. The other two were by stockings. She was fully naked. The other two had some clothes and her handbag was yeah. found. Well, the other two, the handbag. But also it's known that found. like serial killers will, it takes them a couple few times to like get a, an MO. Or they, like yeah, a, they whatever. adapt yeah. and yeah. they adapt situations and like learn and psychopaths um plus the other two murders happened over a year later those two were less than three months apart so like their whole thought process is why would a serial killer wait a full year you know year and a half to kill again and then kill twice in such a short period of time like Mm. it doesn't really make sense according to like you know standards by serial killers so people are thinking like maybe this first murder was separate and the last two were done by a singular copycat killer. Yeah. Like he heard about uh, the first who one. Who technically he heard about isn't the... a serial killer then. Yeah, who's technically not a serial killer. But maybe like that second copycat person heard about the first murder, heard about the sanitary napkin, got some inspo, and that's why Ooh. he went and tried to do the, some copycats. But there's some you know variations. So let's – besides all that though, let's just say there's just one killer. What could be the motive? So there are a lot of theories here yeah. on motives for one singular killer. But to me, the most interesting theory involves the period. So all of the victims did have a similar physical appearance, and the crimes were all clearly sexually motivated. Okay. But how does the period come into play? So what I think is that Bible John you know, frequently... Uh, for, sorry, frequented the Barland Ballroom to, you know, have se- senseless sex with women. You know how we do. However, whenever the woman he wanted to have sex with was on her period and denied him, he would lash out, murder her, rape her, and then place her sanitary napkin either next to her or Jeez. on her own purpose. This would explain the year and a half gap between the first and second murders because maybe all the women that he was having sex with weren't on their periods. And then suddenly he came across the girl she's on her period he yeah couldn't fucking and like reminds that. it reminds it of him of his kill yeah yeah and uh um, triggers him and somehow. maybe he's just so you know disgusted with periods and think women are vile creatures blah 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 <clears throat> yeah he just has to feel like he has to murder a woman and she's on her period yeah um you know maybe <sighs> they all three are pretty they like look similar yeah yeah and according to according to Gene, Helen's sister, you know, he kept on referring to Bible verses. You know, maybe he was one of the Bible nuts who, you know, who thinks that women are filthy for having their period. You know, maybe it was his divine duty to murder the women on their period because they denied him from having sex. He was so sexually charged and angry. And now they have this period. They're disgusting, vile. I'm going to murder them to have complete control over them. And I'm going to place their period next to them as a whole Ew. fucking psychopath yeah. power Fuck move. So Fuck about Bible John's <laughs> religiousness, you know, Gene kept on saying that he talked about the Bible, but he never um, quoted the Bible directly. And all of the stories he referenced, like, weren't accurate pretty much at all, which struck Gene He as said kind of he odd. liked the one where they stoned the, the adulterous woman. Yeah. 
And that, and he goes yeah. to the barland because the barland is full of quote unquote adulterous Attention women. Attention, any person in the world, yeah. if you are going home from the club with anybody, and they say that man, woman, whatever they identify as, and you are whatever you identify as, run. Do not go home with them. Yeah, just fucking run. <laughs> just run. Don't when be polite. They're quoting just run. the Bible, or yeah. they're talking about the Bible. Then run. <laughs> but if, run. if they're like my favorite Bible story is when like that woman gets finally murdered for being adulterous or almost does. Yeah. yeah. After you go to like an, a, an adulterous club, like, are you kidding me? Damn. So anyways, <laughs> um, because though, like all of the stories that he was referencing, like he kept on referencing, referencing them like incorrectly. And he kept on getting like quotes wrong and Bible verses wrong. Like that kind of struck Gene as a little odd because someone who was such like a religious fanatic like, that's weird to get some of the basic Bible stories wrong. Yeah. So some people speculate that he actually wasn't religious. He said the Bible stuff to throw Jean off because he knew that that's where she would point the police. Because that's such a weird particular thing to say. So that would just throw everything off. And so pretending to be, like, religious was just a clever way to point the police clever in the wrong girl. direction. Because it did. So the theories, like, they go on and on and on for motives, who Bible John is, if Bible John is even real, etc. It's like a whole fucking rabbit hole of information. But there were some suspects, though, that people really believe could have been Bible John. Okay. If, like, this is all one killer. It could really be these people. One guy in particular is widely believed to be Bible John and was actually arrested in 1969 but was let go. So this guy did resemble the police sketch, and he was found arguing with the woman at the Barland Ballroom. When arrested, he gave police a fake name, a Uh, fake address, and uh, he kept up with the story for hours before finally giving them his real info. However, the police let him go because he didn't have the overlapping tooth that Gene described. Really? This same guy was arrested again at the Barland Ballroom and once again gave a fake name. This time, he chose the name John White. Yes, John is common, but his fake name happens to be the exact same name as the murderer that all of Glasgow is looking for right now, and this guy looks like the killer, and he's seen yelling at women. Like, come on. Yeah. But again, police just let him go. Another widely believed suspect is serial killer Peter Tobin. So Peter Tobin will be next week's episode. Yes. Um, but I'm going to talk about why people think he's Bible John right now without giving like too much info away about him. Um, so Tobin was convicted in May 2007 of a 2006 rape and murder of Angelica Cluck. It was almost a perfect crime. Like it was literally so pretty much so perfect that the police were like, okay, this, he has to have murdered people before. Like we have to dig into this guy. Like this is too good. Um, police discovered that he had relocated from Shettleston, Glasgow to England in 1969. What the fuck? His first wife, whom he had met at the Barland Ballroom the same no. year as the no. murders attributed to Bible John. No. Striking visual similarities exist between Peter Tobin when aged in his 20s. And the 1969 composite drawing of Bible John. What the In fuck? addition, all three of Tobin's former wives have given accounts of being repeatedly imprisoned, throttled, beaten, and raped at his hands. And each has stated that he had been driven to extreme physical violence by the female menstrual cycle. Oh my God. Put that man in jail, even if he's not Bible John. It's him. 
And now a woman came forward and said that she was raped by Peter Tobin at the Barland Ballroom in 1968, oh right before God. Patricia was murdered. Why the fuck is this guy not in jail? In addition, Tobin is known to have relig- to be religious and talk about Bible stories in casual conversation. And he used to go by John Semple. Remember when Gene said that he was either John Sempleton. Templeton or Sempleton oh or Emerson? Oh, my God. What the fuck? Criminologist. Why is this man alive? <laughs> Criminologist David Wilson actively investigated Tobin's case for three years and strongly believes the available evidence supports the theory that Peter Tobin is Bible John. But there are some valid arguments against Peter Tobin being yeah, Bible give me, John. Yeah, give me those valid arguments, Jenna. The biggest <laughs> is the way the murders, the victims were murdered. Okay. Bible John always 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 murdered by strangulation while peter's it was always done with the weapon now the bible john murders had the period element but but none of peter's element or sorry none of peter's victims were on their periods like there was no menstruation related to their murders bible john's victims were always found in public while peter's victims were buried and hidden for years so a serial killer, like not only changing his killing styles, hunting styles, burial styles, aftermath style. I mean, that's so unusual. But it was 40 years later or 30 years later. But still, like that would be still. him changing every single aspect of him being a killer. True. So, so much so that a lot of criminologists and investigators actually believe that they are two separate murderers. It's just simply coincidence. Oh, my God. Now, I'm going to go over Peter Tobin next week, so I'm not going to talk about yeah, him okay. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to this day... All three of these cases are still open, but they are cold. No one knows who Bible John was or if he was, or if he was even real. Maybe it was one serial killer. Maybe it was Peter Tobin. Maybe it was someone they never found. Fuck Maybe this. it was a guy who murdered them and skipped town or like joined or got deployed or something. Or maybe it was two different killers. Maybe it was three different killers. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is three women were violently raped and murdered and no one, no one has been like they're Charged not to get them. justice. They're not yeah. getting justice. Yeah. Injustice for these women. Damn. That is the story of Bible John. Damn, that's crazy. So anyways, how does That is alive. so crazy <laughs> if he if it's just coincidence. Like damn. If it's coincidence, that's scary. That's cuz it makes you I mean, think. Yeah, the world is crazy. The, the night is darker stranger than fiction. Yeah. Damn. So we have a <clears throat> lot to go over this past Oh month, my gosh. But we Let's, are at an hour 52. We're at an hour and 52? Yeah. Ugh, damn it. So maybe... Well, we can just be quick. We can just be like straight three minutes each. Yeah, we just have Christmas, Hawaii, and January, and like sex to talk about. Oh, God. Well, I mean, we can just we can just talk about it quickly. Yeah. I'll try. Um, okay, I'm going to go through my highlights really quick. Okay. Because we have a lot. We have so, a month worth of highlights. Oh my god, where did we even leave off? It was Christmas time. It was before New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. All I can say is that in the gay sex standpoint, <gasps> I have now DP'd. Yes. <laughs> As in I did not receive a DP. But Holy shit. But he was a DPR. <laughs> I was a DPR because I'm a Dom Top now, remember? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corey went through a really intense Dom Top phase. <laughs> Where I ended up D de- it like, you know, the pinnacle of it was like DPing, and then yeah. I was like, I'm gonna go back to receiving. <laughs> um 
No, yeah. So I've DP'd. I've also now tried water sports. Yeah. And I've also had sex with a couple where they were too hard for me. So I have found my limits of aggression in sex. He did. I like intensity and I like a little bit of aggression, but I do not like a lot of aggression, actually. Because I was like getting choked where like it like your voice changes to like a wheezy, like Ooh. airy voice. Like it was that intense. Like it, it, I didn't really like it because it like it distracted me too much from the sex, mm. like stuff like that. And welcome to Corey's TED Talk. Yeah, this is my <laughs> TED Talk. <laughs> so you know what? You, you know, like, I mean, still, I do still want someone just to throw me against a wall and just fuck me. But we'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, There's different, you know. I respect you. Yeah, it. like different levels of aggression with different acts. You yeah. Know? Um, water sports, great. Fun. Um, That's really fun. It's really fucking hot, too, when they're <laughs> really into it. Anyways. Um, so that's gay sex stuff. Uh, we went to New, I went to New Hampshire. Great time with family. That's fun where fun. I DP'd. Yeah. You know, good family activities. <laughs> <laughs> great time with family. That's literally, where I DP'd. Y'all, it literally, it had been like seven days before I even touched, without even touching myself. And I was like, I'm going on a drive. <laughs> <laughs> and then he DP'd. I went and DP'd. 15 minutes later, penis in the butt. <laughs> Uh, so funny um and then uh, hawaii 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 was super fun hawaii for two Uh, weeks i'll go back to i'll end on hawaii to see if i am leaving anything out i know there's one thing i'm leaving out but i'm gonna see before i get to that watched a ton of horror movies (laughs) i probably there's something i probably want to say about horror movies saw star wars i like star wars it was fun we did see it wasn't a great movie but i liked it it was fun fun. we had fun (laughs) um horror has been great I just love horror. I've been watching like Corey's been sick for. The I've past been sick, week. so I've watched probably seven horror movies since Saturday. Wow, it's <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a lot of horror That's movies. That's two a day. So, last thing before we get back to Hawaii, because I'll hand it over for Chana, um, is I've Woo! met. So I I can say his name. I don't think he minds. Oh, no, I can't. I can't. I can't say his name. What should we call him? Um, We'll just call him. So, sorry, I can't say his name because I haven't asked him. I don't think he would care, but he does. He, he, is, he has been in the limelight, if you would say. Cool. Um, so I can't I can't say I can't say anything because I don't want I don't know if he wants to be affiliated with this podcast at all. Um, Who does But I met a guy. Most He's people. he lives in LA. I'm gonna go visit him. I'm actually leaving on uh, tomorrow potentially. No, or no, Friday. Or Friday. Friday. We decided Friday. I need to text him. Um, on Friday, a great guy, just amazing. So we've I've always I've mentioned a guy Shane once or twice before, yeah. and how I've like talked like I was just able to like crazy talk with him, and the talks were awesome, and they were hot, and just turning on, t- turn talking to him turned me on. <laughs> same with same with this guy. Um, I won't say his name again because I haven't asked. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited. But crazy he's excited. perfect. And he'll probably listen to this podcast. Bef- or, well, no, I'll already see him before the podcast. Yeah. So. He's perfect. And I love him already. Yeah. So I'll see him before this episode is released. Oh, Yay. Yeah. Uh, so back to Hawaii. We went to Hawaii. It was fucking awesome. Two whole weeks of nonstop drinking Hawaii, yes. guys. I'm I'm going to do like three huge photo dumps on Instagram. So oh, nice. Yay. It's, I loved it. It was great. Drinking every day. Awesome food. Mermaid we went, caves. Mermaid caves was legit. Beaches every day. Beaches. Some hikes were really good. We went on like what, like four or five hikes. It was crazy. Like maybe five or six hikes actually. We went on two. Four? Four or five. <laughs> we it's went on been two. like a month. No, we didn't. We went on the pillbox hike and then we went on the uh, crater hike. And then the mermaid ha- caves. Oh, is that a hike? Okay. Because that was like. 
I guess we walked there for 40 minutes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Through a homeless shelter, which is a story. Oh, that was, oh my God, that was so fun. I feel like we need Kyle here to tell us the story. And then we also did the, um, the lost one which is technically a hike in a while. oh yeah that's technically a hike too and then we went to the lost water, waterfall was awesome yeah, yeah it was so pretty it was so much fun you guys yeah like it was just a my tan life. i just looked in the mirror today and realized i was like oh my tan's mostly gone yeah my tan's my gone freckles away. are still out but the tan's mostly gone the tan's are leaving so you know yeah. yeah we went to hawaii um i got a personal trainer so that's yes. great so i'm no longer eating or drinking anything fun for the next four months yay you woohoo you know, classic, crazy, awesome sex between me and Jordan. You know how we do. Yes. Just doing what we do best. Crazy, awesome sex. And uh, just working. Like, it, it was literally like I went to California, went to Hawaii, came back, and I've just been working ever mm. since. Oh, Excuse one me. important thing. I was invited to a my first, like, business convention. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. And yeah. I killed it, y'all. The first day was really rough for me. But the second day was so good, and my business partner and I ended the day just like so pumped that we were there together had like a whole like heart to heart it was like so awesome and i cried about it later because i was so proud of myself because it was it was one of those moments where you have to be proud of proud of yourself yeah yeah you're like oh my god i like did it i got out of my comfort zone and i just i fucking did it you fucking did it so it was a good time but yeah that was pretty much like the the summary the very fast summary of my past month nice yeah same i got a simone tattoo oh my god yeah you have a simone tattoo so matching with my toulouse head tattoo i got simone on my other arm and i'm getting her wrapped in flowers in like three months oh so what's up fam but anyways everyone sorry that we were gone for a month but we're back now Yeah, we're back now back fam so we'll see you guys every week until the end of time yes yes we love you guys and we have one very important question to ask anyways how's your sex life (sighs) Bye, guys. Bye. Stay spooky.